Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Forever. Dog. I used to think that this was my town. What a stupid thing to think. I hear you biting off a brain now. I myself am on the brain. I used to want to be a real man. I don't know what that even means. Now I just want you in my arms again. And we can search each other's dreams. Oh, I'm so excited. Number one, to have a baseball podcast. But number two, my immediate thought was to have this next guest on my podcast because... You can't think of baseball and comedy without thinking of this gentleman. And I have been a fan of his for so long, um, not just in comedy, but in baseball. Mr. Greg Proops, thank you so much for being on the show. What an absolute pleasure, Mr. <laughs> Butcher. <laughs> we had such an awesome time talking baseball at this show that we did recently at UCB that I was just like, this is just the conversation we need to have. Just, yeah. just literally no, no, uh, no points to hit, but just talking baseball, love of baseball, because you are just a... Uh, Probably the biggest baseball fan in, in comedy, would you say? Oh, I don't know. I think there's guys who know a lot more than I do. I don't know about that. Stay up on the current game more. Sure. Uh, but uh, I am a big fan. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of years have been rough because the Giants have, uh, well. Well, yeah. Yeah. The last year and a half has been a, a little bit of a, a down elevator <laughs> for us. Sure. How do you feel about those new pickups like McCutcheon and Longoria? I think it uh, reminds me of the 2000 uh, team where mm-hmm. we kept picking up 38 year old, 30 something <laughs> sure. year olds. And I mean, this is the team that got Omar Vizquel when he was 39 of course, and yeah. he had three great years for us at 39, 40 and 41. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I'm not a big believer in that. I'm a believer in the farm system. And yeah. uh, I think uh, when you look at the giants who brought up Buster Posey, Tim Linscombe, uh, Madison Bumgarner, uh, Crawford and all these guys, mm-hmm. well, actually Posey, I guess we traded for, he was on another team, but uh, he was in our minor leagues. Um, it feels like it. It yeah. feels like he was part of the farm system. We had a lot of homegrown guys and yeah. Kane was too. And I feel like uh, that's the way to go. And I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, Branch Ricky for all his faults always said trade people one year before they're to be traded. Don't wait. Oh, and yeah. I feel like getting a bunch of 31 year olds is a good idea. I think Evan Longoria is a great player and um, McCutcheon is obviously tremendous. I, I wonder if, if <laughs> sure. they've seen their best years. Yeah. And now we're down to the 18 home run, 75 RBI level from both of them. Instead of the gaudy 35 home run, 95 RBI level, which is what you need Absolutely. from third base, uh, which we haven't had from third base uh, in a good long time. So that's my assessment of the Giants. <laughs> that sounds uh, I think like a Do- pretty accurate assessment. The Dodgers have a superb team. And I, what surprised me about the last dance was that 
uh, I thought Roberts would be a better strategic manager. We think we, we touched Absolutely on this in a previous conversation than, <laughs> yeah. uh, than, um, than, than, than Donnie baseball. Cause Donnie baseball was like a, maybe one of the great first basemen, but he really wasn't a big baseball mind. In my opinion, I saw I him make too totally many mistakes. Agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at the times they went to the playoffs with, mm-hmm. and Donnie baseball left uh Krishan in there to get drubbed by the, the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem to have that spark that Bochi has or that, um, uh, I don't know, Tori or, or, or La Russa or who, who the great, not Bobby Cox. Sorry. Uh, that, that, uh, <laughs> Tito. <laughs> that was uh, Tito. Tito's got it. I mean, he the, made some mistakes, especially yeah. last season. He yeah. made some mistakes, but at least he goes through that big gum wad in a game. Mm. He thinks about it. He takes it in and he expresses it a little bit. I think I Tito's like. got it more than uh, uh, Joe Madden. You know, like I, I love Greg, Joe Madden. I love you. If I wasn't already married, I would marry you. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. If we weren't both gay and married, <laughs> exactly. we could marry Precisely. each other. No, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I uh, last season was very weird to me that Tito would take the 22-win streak game uh, team and then just go, yeah, I'll put Urshela back in there. Yeah. Like, why would you break that yeah. thing when you have it going? What, what are you doing? This is the whole point. Yeah. Late season streak and that you just take it right in. Like, could just keep going with it. Anyways. People yeah. always talk about momentum in baseball and yes, does it do. exist and stuff. But you've been to enough ball games to know that it does exist. Exactly. I feel like if you're talking about it, it exists. <laughs> well, <laughs> certainly the opposite exists. So I don't understand why you yeah. wouldn't believe that. Precisely. If you, who was it? Uh, oh, golly, Boswell or one of the baseball writers said it, 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 the spooky music that plays under baseball is that mm-hmm. uh, you lose three games, then you lose four games, then you lose five games. Now you've lost every game that week. And now the team's looking at each other when they walk out, they're like, are we going to lose today? They're not thinking we can win this one. <laughs> right. They're thinking yeah. we can not we another lose eight, one. 10, 9, 12, 11 <laughs> yeah. in a row. And uh, so why not? If you win 22. Yes. Don't change it. Don't touch right. it. It's a golden turkey yeah. until proven otherwise. Of course. And if, if someone gets lit up or, or or someone fails 15 times in a row, then fine. Absolutely. But you've got to give a batter a chance to fail for three days. Absolutely. And you put him in at third base and you throw over Santana's head three times, I think, in the first four innings of... Uh, Remove. <laughs> just, you're done. But you're rem- done. you got to do the... You, yeah. When it's critical, <laughs> you got to make moves immediately. In the long season, you can goof around and totally. fuck about, but in the, in the short sets under no circumstances, none, you well, can't like take Darvish any in chance. the last game. Oh, I mean, yes, honey bear. I'm first inning, first inning. <laughs> Go. Yeah, Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. You're out. Let's move on. I agreed with <laughs> not starting. Rich Hill. <laughs> yeah. Right. I agreed with not starting Kershaw because I went with the Bochi plan from uh, 2014. We were down to game seven. I had a real strong feeling we would win. Uh, game seven, because we lost 10 nil in game six. Mm-hmm. And when a team blows out the lights like that, mm-hmm. I, I, bl- I was with Bochi by the end of that game. There was no starters on the field. He had like two starters left. Yeah. He, he just turned everybody out and was like tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let them hit, let them hit themselves out tonight, oh, baby. Yeah. Let them all get a home run tonight. And then they'll all be overconfident. Mm-hmm. So the next day I said, I predicted the score before three or three, two, and it was three, two yeah. low scoring mm-hmm. because nobody follows a 10 nil game with a 15 to 11. <laughs> right. It just yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, in the it World doesn't Series. happen. It's not, it's not going to, ha- I mean, same thing in 2016, right? Cause the Cubs blew out Cleveland yeah. when they came back, which nobody talks about the fact that Cleveland's plane was four hours late. Yeah. 
One, Heading back into Cleveland. Nobody talks about Four that. hours late, which is a big deal. <laughs> it's Nobody a big got deal. any sleep. You don't get any sleep. No. If anybody remembers what it's like to not sleep and then just go to work mm. on top of playing in the World Series, it kind of affects you, I think. And you're jacked. You know, oh, yeah. You're jacked Absolutely. because this is must win and mm-hmm. stuff. I thought Madden did everything he could to lose that last game and that oh, yeah. the Cubs themselves won that game. A hundred percent. I mean, that was one of the gnarliest games I've ever seen that. And they had uh Cleveland's curse going for them, you know, <laughs> going back into the dugout <laughs> they and did. the plastic going back up was 1997 all over. Again. <sighs> who was the cat who hit the Homer and the, that tied Rajai the game? Davis. Yeah. And he had beat them two days before mm-hmm. uh, and had a huge game mm-hmm. and they let that guy come up and do it again. <laughs> right. And you're like, why are you pitching to him? Yeah. This I don't understand. If I'm Joe Madden, and Joe Madden's a bright guy, man. Yeah. Like he did, he's done. He did a miracle with Tampa Bay. Like, oh yeah, that absolutely. Was, you know, wow. And the Cubs, not so much a miracle. I got to meet him and talk to him. I'm friends with Joel Murray. I'm in a comedy group with Joel Murray, and Joel Murray is the mayor of Chicago, right? Like, absolutely. Because his brother's Bill, and because his family's so huge, and he was at Second City, and da da da. So we were staying at this crib. And Joe Madden was living there during the season because he lives in Florida or whatever. And I don't want to go into his politics. But the, he, <laughs> so he's having coffee. And I go, Joel, there's Joe Madden. And Joel goes, because Joel talks like this. Yeah, he lives here, man. Um, <laughs> do you want to go meet him? I'm like, yeah, I want to go meet him. <laughs> so fantastically, he's got all this stuff out. This was right before they clinched against New York. And um, he closes it. Like, we're going to yeah. look at his right. game plan and shit <laughs> and his lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, t- he goes... Th- he said about his team, the Cubs that won the dance, uh, this is the best goddamn team I've ever managed. He goes, I can't believe these fucking guys. So-and-so has been hurt for three days. He wants to play. Yeah. So-and-so is dead tired. I know he is. And he's coming into my office telling me he wants to play. And he goes, I'm playing nobody against the Mets today. I don't give a shit because we're going to, we're clinching. Yeah. And then I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And I thought, I love you for saying that. And uh, I'll probably get in trouble for this, but he also said he hated St. Louis, that he hated the fans, <laughs> oh, that he shit. hated the park, that he hated yeah. the team. Yeah. <laughs> and he told us this and he was like, don't tell anyone, you guys. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like look, we all do. Yeah, you know? of course. We're, we're yeah. National League fans. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. A, two teams you hate. And um, so, but then when he got to the series, like, what the hell happened? The last game he was, he put, he took out, what's his name? Lackey. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, or brought in, Lackey, brought in Lester. Oh, and brought in Lester. Who can't throw to first. <laughs> right. Of course. Who Which he did last first. season. Yeah. In 2017, he start, <clears throat> started doing it because uh, what's his name? Contreras started yelling at him. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you think on a team of red asses like that, which they are, uh, <laughs> that uh, how can you have a pitcher? Take some practice, baby. Yeah. Take some time. It's, out. it's the. It's the game. <laughs> I don't have, don't have a mental block against, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. I understand not wanting to throw it a second to throw it into center field. Yeah, There's a backstop behind you, yeah, 30 feet. Like yeah. they'll, they'll get to set. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like throw the ball. Otherwise yeah. they have like this tremendous advantage mentally over you. Absolutely. It's weird. It's he, weird. It's oh, weird, uh, yeah, it's weird just, to me. So he's I mean, like the only, the essentially the only like power in their rotation now because they just picked up you Darvish. Yeah. What was that yesterday? What do you think of that pickup? Well, I mean, I don't think he's going to be toast after last year. I mm-hmm. just didn't think he was an awesome choice. I would have pulled him earlier is all I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. And go right to, but you have to pull him before the building caught fire and they didn't. <laughs> yeah, not at all. The building was already burned to the ground. They was, were putting uh, all their paperwork into the four, building. Four to nil, light it back five up. nil by the second yeah, inning. Yeah, it was ridiculous. You can't win it. No, you can't win like no. that. One run. Okay. One run. One run. One run. One I'll, run. I'll grant you. I'll spot you one, even two. But <laughs> yeah. I'm not spotting you. No, I don't need four. To gr- yeah. It's uh-huh, just a mental. Uh-huh. But 
That game was like watching Rich Hill's perfect game in Pittsburgh. Again. No. It was just the same thing where Dodgers would get, how many did they leave on base? Yeah. 14? Yeah. Something like that. Like it's insane. That's ridiculous. It is. And you, you can't, you can't count on that. Your team's going to come roaring back and score six runs. <laughs> no, That's even though they've done it throughout the season, but they were doing it against two, you know, like it was yeah. not against the Astros with the most astronomical offense in baseball. Yeah. 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 Also wild about the 2016 World Series, all the strange coincidences of trades of like Corey Kluber coming from San Diego. And and it was just such a weird and having the two longest droughts in baseball playing each other. Yeah, that was astounding. I mean, yes, of course, Cleveland lost. We always lose. Well, I was looking (laughs) up the 54 World Series today. I'm sorry, Cleveland lost that one, too. But they did (laughs) win the 48 World Series. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Boston Braves, of all teams. That (laughs) was your team then. And uh, in the 54 dance, my favorite story is, of course, Cleveland was heavily favored because they had all the pitching and all the hitting. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Giants had some pitching and a mad relief. They had uh, Hoyt Wilhelm and Grissom and Little. They had a giant bullpen for some reason. DeRocher was from the school of uh, McGraw, kind of. Um, and, and in the forties and fifties always had relievers, uh, which wasn't common mm-hmm. to have a, have a guy come in 40, 50 times a year <laughs> right, yeah. and Wilhelm threw nothing but like, uh, breaking balls and knuckleballs and stuff. Mm-hmm. He didn't have, a, I don't know that he threw a fastball. I saw him pitch when I was little. I'm not kidding. He was pitching in the 50 <laughs> series. I saw him pitch when I was little cause he pitched till he was like 46 years old Holy shit. because he only threw soft, you know, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, he was on the, I think the Braves baby at that point, yeah. uh, like 6970. Wow. And um so well in the first game the famous the most famous part of the 54 World Series maybe the most famous thing in baseball is uh two men on uh, so uh, Doby and Rosen are on uh Vic Wirtz who's a big power hitter plays first for Cleveland hits a giant drive to center right center Willie Mays chases it down turns his back on the ball hits his well, you always knew Mays was going to catch because he would hit his glove with mm-hmm. his right hand. Mm-hmm. Which, according to Mays, in spring training sometimes, or even in game situations, sometimes he'd run after a ball and wouldn't hit the glove. And all the runners would go. <laughs> yeah. Because they knew that he wasn't going to get it and yeah. then he'd catch it anyway. Yeah. Like, he was that smart. Wow. Mays would also strike out in the first inning on a pitch and then let, let that happen again and then wait for that pitch coming up later in the game and then tee off on it. Mm-hmm. Because the pitcher thought I'd solved you. <laughs> yeah. He was that genius of a ball player. Yeah. Um, so he catches the ball, falls on the ground, giant throw. Uh, Rosen goes to third. Nobody scores on the play. So they had taken out Magley, uh, who'd started the game, and they put in Little. And that was Little's only batter was Vic Wirtz, right? Little came in, <laughs> threw a couple pitches. Wirtz tagged it as hard as you could possibly yeah. tag the ball. Mays made the most spectacular play in the history of the World Series. <laughs> threw the ball back into the infield, two out. So they pull Little. And they put in Grissom. And as Grissom comes to the mound, little hands in the ball and goes, I got my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Baseball. Yeah, right. I mean, I love it. So, Greg, I want to ask you this question to go back, like backwards. What got you into baseball to begin with? My father, uh, who I disagreed with on just about everything in my life. <laughs> uh, and uh, is, uh, yeah, anyway, he started taking me to games when I was little. And I think part of it was his dad never took him to games. And he, I think he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. He grew up in Brooklyn in the thirties um, uh, and forties. And I think he went to maybe two games ever for strangely, he was a Giants fan and never a Dodgers fan. We were not Dodger fans. We lived in the Bay area. Yeah. Um, and uh, so 
I think my first game was 67, 68. I remember listening to them before that. So he was a Giants fan before they moved? Yeah. And he imp- I, he he went with the export of, yeah. the, of the rivalry? That's fantastic. Right. And then when yeah. we, we moved to like Mountain View and he, uh, yeah, I remember listening to uh, uh, the ball game on the radio there. Then he started taking me to the game when I was old enough. And uh, he took me to zillions of games. Mm-hmm. And so- he was a pretty knowledgeable fan. And um, this was the era of, I'm not kidding, Russ Hodges was still the announcer for the Giants from <laughs> 1951. And uh, that's who I learned to do the, you know, two on, two out, uh, yeah. you know. And at the end of the third, <laughs> right. it's Dodgers two, <laughs> Giants nothing. Uh, and uh, then I went to the game and the first game I went to, uh, I remember seeing Mays and McCovey on the field because my dad would go early. So we always saw batting practice. Mm-hmm. And then he left in the seventh for some reason. Oh, Candlestick Park in those days, there was no way to get in and out. You literally drove through Hunter's Point, which was the hood. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he was always wanted to leave early. So I don't know that I ever saw the end of a game till I was old enough to go with other people. Right. Yeah. You were like, I'm staying for to the game. ninth. Yeah. There, there was one time I, when I was growing up, I went to two major league baseball games. Uh, and I went to like one or two minor league games because they moved the minor league team to Akron. Right. Built this whole new thing. Are you so, from Akron? I am from Akron. Yeah. yeah. So we had the uh, Canton Akron team that was the same name as Cleveland. Then when it moved up to Akron, they changed it to Arrows. A E yeah, E R O. Based off of because we went from rubber manufacturing to aeronautical research because the polymer science was for NASA and stuff like that. But interesting, everything and a lot of things in Akron are dedicated to Judith A. Resnick, who was on the Challenger explosion. Yeah. And uh, from Akron. And so they dedicated part of the Canal Park Stadium to her and created a mascot for this new team, which was a like a bobcat. And his name was Kaboom. Not Arrow? And that No, not at all. But Uh-oh. his name was Kaboom Kabam. in this like Judith A. Resnick thing. And they went, oh, um, whoopsie doozle. What about taste? <laughs> Right, yeah, exactly. Tone deaf? No, not at all. Not like the we, exploder? Or... People like to say uh, they have a wooden ear in yeah. northeastern Ohio <laughs> for these kinds of things. Might be why we still have the name that we have for yeah. that team. The Indians. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I went to two games. One was at Old Municipal Stadium, and I have not a lot of recollect- recollection of it. I like won tickets to go see uh, Corey Snyder, my favorite dude. And then the Corey other Snyder, game was in 19. 19- oh yeah. In uh, 1995, a game against the Tigers. And my dad would always want to leave stuff early. Cause yeah. he just, he'd think about the traffic and get angry. And yeah. I was so 95, I was 13. Right. And I was like, no, because yeah. that was the season that they would win in the ninth, like yeah. 20 or 30 games yeah. they won in the bottom of the ninth. And Sandy Alomar just cranked a home run. Dead I was going to say one of the Alomars, just, right? Oh, yeah. Just a beautiful line drive home run right to John Adams in the playing the drum. <laughs> the 95 team uh, next to the 2016 team might be my favorite Cleveland team because you had uh, A-Bell mm-hmm. and you had- um, Joey Bell. Uh, uh, who played second? It wasn't- Carlos Baerga. Yeah, Baerga, who mm-hmm. everybody forgets about, but was a everybody dandy forgets, second he baseman. He was so good. And Cleveland loved him too. I have a signed Carlos Baerga cart. Wow. And Man Ram, because mm-hmm. he got rid of Baerga eventually. Oh, they did, like right after that season. Yeah. Because I was just I watching the, the dynasty that never was. And he did come back right. later on and- uh, yeah, Robbie played second eventually. And Viscalit short. And Viscalit short. And uh, Tommy at third before he, he wasn't even DHing yet. Paul yeah. Sorrento at first. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Sorrento. Take me back. Oh, yeah. And Manuel. El Presidente. Yeah. And uh, Oral Hershiser. 
An oral, yeah. Yeah, we talked that's what we were talking about the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he won lost the his one game for us, yep. in the second mm-hmm. game and they pulled him out. Yep. Again, that's and we discussed if you've lost your release point, don't tell everybody. <laughs> right, yeah. Throw a couple pitches True. and see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. D- don't freak out and go like I'm a Test really disciplined guy. I've lost it. <laughs> what? You <laughs> yeah. were the best pitcher in, in nineteen eighty eight there was no hitting him. You know? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. No hitting he, him. Wasn't he the MVP all through the yeah. entire playoffs he, he, of each series? He drubbed the Mets. He drubbed the uh, uh um uh, uh, the A's and then uh, uh, I came back in relief and won another game, mm-hmm. I think, or yeah. saved another game. Yeah. I mean, he was so young, you know, oh, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. And then, so what, seven years later, you're still awesome. You're not a 20 game winner, but sure. you're double digits yeah. and great control. Oh, you've lost your release point. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess it, you know, he had pride or something. I don't yeah. think he wanted to throw it over the guy's head and embarrass himself on TV or yeah, something. Yeah, probably not. But then there's Chuck Noblock when he played in the series and he oh threw God, the ball yeah. over the first baseman's head, you know? And <laughs> yeah. Steve Sox, everybody did it. Yeah, everybody did it. It's just a thing that happens. I know. I don't know. They get so angry. Right? They get so angry. You just got to walk it off a little bit. Yeah, you do. I, I wish they, they need to take some, some lessons from me when I go play baseball and how angry I get. <laughs> and I just have to close my mouth and just keep playing. <laughs> right. But, you know, I'm playing in a in a playground, basically. You know, it's the same. Major League Baseball and me playing on Sundays. You understand. Well, they're one and the same, really. I mean, they really identical. are the same. Same game. Vin Scully said the only player that he thought was better angry was Jackie. Mm. He said he, he, most guys, when they're angry, they lose a little something. Oh, yeah. They're not focused. And he went, Jackie was always angry. Mm-hmm. And he fucking, you know. Oh, yeah. When he got madder, then he got more focused on you and what he was going <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah. He used to dance off third. And then he sometimes, and this is, and I never seen film of it, but uh, uh, read about it. He would walk off third mm-hmm. and he would walk 10 feet off third. And the pitcher would panic a little, like, what yeah. are you doing? You're not even crouched. Throw back to third. <laughs> And he'd get back in and then he'd walk 15 feet off third. And then mm-hmm. he'd walk 20 feet off third. Walk in mm-hmm. a stand up position like oh, this, yeah. looking at you. Go on, go on. <laughs> what are you going to do? Because yep. if you throw to third, when someone's a third of the way down the line, they're going to break for the plate. Yeah, and yeah. then we've got to make a play here. <laughs> yeah. And it's not an easy play. Yeah. No, not Throwing at all. from third to home with a runner in the middle who's six feet tall yep. charging uh, and is uh, a, what a fullback from UCLA mm-hmm. is a depressing yeah. So he scared the shit out of white pitchers. They'd never seen guys steal like that. There hadn't been any great white, George Case couple, not in the bigs for a while, not since the 20s, mm-hmm. maybe even the teens. I mean, the, the by the time Babe Ruth got in and everybody started powdering the ball, stealing kind of went away. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So what do you think this season is going to look like? This season? Yeah, this season. I think everybody's coming back who's coming back. I mm-hmm. mean, I think uh, everybody wants New York. Did what, Did Verlander go to New York? Houston. Houston. He's still with Houston. So Giancarlo went to... New York. Yeah, Giancarlo. So went they've to New got York. those baby bombers or whatever they judge and uh, Gary, uh, what is his last name? Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez. Uh, behind the plate. I don't, I think um, Cleveland comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see about Chicago. Um, I think if LA doesn't come back, something's gravely wrong. 100%. And, yeah. Um, although, you know, I'm not a big fan of firing the manager always right after the World Series. I don't sure. think that's that glamorous. I didn't think Dave Roberts shot the lights out in the World Series. I thought he could have played a. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I think that one game in Houston. I think which which game was that? Five. AJ Hinch didn't have to make a single decision. Yeah, <laughs> when the strike zone was gigantic yeah. and not benefiting him, but he just let Dave just manage the game away. Yeah, pretty it much. Was, it was bonkers. Bonkers, it was bonkers to see. People are like, oh, that's how he always plays. I'm like, okay, well, you're not supposed to do that in the World Series. You're supposed to adjust a little bit. Make some decisions. Make some decisions. Take some people out. When there's no, when you don't have a week, when it's today, I have to win today. Yeah. I think all everything goes out the window. Absolutely. I'm putting in guys that I think are hot. I'm putting in a dude that I think, uh, you know, wants it bad. And I don't know. I've just seen too many weird players come up with huge uh, that have been substituted in or, yeah, oh yeah. or they pull a picture and another guy just puts everybody down and yeah. stuff. And you think the whole, this is well, we did it all year is a shitty excuse. It's a super shitty excuse. I mean, they, he, he put Ken Giles is out. Yeah. AJ Hinch was like, you're not closing. Right. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, have to yeah. make those big decisions and yeah. tell your dudes like, oh, you're not doing here. it. Yeah. But you're yeah. here now. You're here now <laughs> and you're not winning. So yeah. you got to win the game. Yeah. I, my first step as Dave Roberts going back in history would be to make sure Adrian Gonzalez doesn't come 300 feet within any playing field. <laughs> oh, <laughs> World Series. I like that guy. That I have like you. no, nothing against Adrian Gonzalez. I think he's like a, just a classy ball player. He, yeah. he, he plays the game. I mean, he dove for a little pop, like infield popper uh, when Rich Hill was throwing that perfect game because he knew it was a perfect, he, yeah. he could see what was happening because he's a veteran of the game. But that was when they started that slide. As soon as Adrian Gonzalez came back to the clubhouse, yeah. boom, because they lost their vibe. And then he wasn't going to come back for the World Series. Yeah. Then he shows up in Houston, boom, go goes away. He was a bit of an albatross. He was. And you wouldn't think so when, you, you know, on paper, he's, uh, you know, oh, my God, he's going to hit a crash. He's yeah. going to hit a two-run crash and save it for us. Yeah. But that doesn't always, I don't know. Yeah, but- I mean, I was going to games early in the season last year, and they have those little, you know, interstitial stuff when they're flipping over innings. And they do like little games or whatever. And they had a throwback picture of Adrian Gonzalez. They're like, who yeah. is that? You know, which guy is this? And then it 
shows Adrian Gonzalez. He's like, oh, that's me back when I used to be able to hit. And uh, that's what he's uh, saying uh, in uh, for uh, the uh, like, uh, oh, uh, you can't. You got to go. You got to yeah, go away. No, and that's what no. you're making for the in stadium yeah. games. You're saying I can't hit the ball. No, <laughs> like just not a good sign. No, it's not. And everybody on fire, too, in the lineup. And oh. you're the one who's cold. Yeah. And then you're the big ice freezer that stops everything i'll give you an example in 97 the giants were 10 games back on the dodgers by the way we didn't go anywhere mm-hmm. the marlins beat us in three oh, uh the marlins and the, yeah that was that year we almost played you guys i oh god and um we had a kind of a dandy little team in 97 Greg, did i tell you that i've i blacked out from sports for a good like until 2003 till lebron james yeah came on the scene from that game and i didn't realize it until i watched Cleveland and was like yeah oh i couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I missed, I missed five years. <laughs> Look, after the 2002 World Series, yeah. I had to talk down all of my middle-aged friends from the wall. I mean, right. people called yeah. me crying yeah. because we had it all wrapped up. Oh, yeah. And we did not deliver. And it was so giant. And we all thought, no, this is the year. We, yep, we this, gonna, is this is the year. This we, is it. We're magic. And, yeah. Uh-uh. We got beat. And by the angels who'd never gone. Right. And uh, I didn't really like anything for a long time. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. We went to the playoffs another couple Definitely times. Definitely didn't eat salmon it. for a long time, I'm sure. Oh, no. The Freddie Lewis years <laughs> and the, uh, oh, no, I didn't eat salmon. And and I, and I couldn't look at a monkey. Um, the, yeah, we had we had uh, the mid-aughts the mid for us. And then, by the way, Bonds played till I think, 2008. Oh, yeah. He carried on playing. Uh, and I checked out completely. I was just like, I hate this so this much. I, this has just destroyed my soul. <laughs> yeah. get, so when 2010 came, that was like, because that was unexpected. Oh, yeah. We weren't even that groovy. Mm-hmm. Uh, ragtag. I think Posey joined the team in May. Uh, we we started the year with uh, another catcher who's, of course, now I'm going to really be in trouble because I can't remember his name. And sure. he went on. We played against him. He went to Texas. Um, we gave him a, a share of our team because he was on our team. But, uh, uh, and we'd been batting that catcher third. I swear to Christ. We <laughs> Broke that guy's fucking back. And then we got rid of him. But we had Posey. Yeah. Uh, and really traded for a bunch of dudes who, uh, Cody Ross mm-hmm. and guys who were like big, total scrap heap. Uh, Mike Fontenot. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and, but we had a load of pitching and uh, we didn't have Dusty. And that was the big difference. Right. Because Poach is just genius. Dusty, man. I know, man. And he, he's a he, good manager. He, he really is. is. He's, one of, he's a transformational manager, yeah, but he, he just can't. He doesn't have the nitrous in the tank Not for the last couple once. steps. Not once. And all the and they had a chance to beat us when he managed Cincy, and we beat them. Yeah. And we, he had us on the ropes. All they had to win was one more game. Dusty. And we came back and won two. Or th- yeah. And like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. This is your team, too. I, I, well, not that he knew anybody, but I, I just think he is that kind of guy, too, who makes those crap decisions in that postseason. And Boach seems to have the Hall of Fame extrasensory perception of Casey Stengel to go, this guy's coming out now and I'm going to put Cody Ross in and he's mm-hmm. going to hit two home runs. It's going to happen. Ha- what? Yeah, who, right. He's the shits. <laughs> yeah. And then you don't keep him, you know, and right. uh, Aubrey Huff uh, played first base for us that year. And he'd played for Tampa for what, 14 years or something in ba- no Baltimore. And um, Pat, the bat was on our team that year and he had played for Tampa and Philly. And yeah. so he'd been to the dance and, uh, Aubrey Huff said um, at the end of our season, we beat the Mets or somebody. And he went, man, that game was awesome. It was like a playoff game. And Pat leaned over during the interview and went, how would you know? (laughs) (laughs) You've been with Baltimore for 14 years. You haven't been to a playoff game other than to watch one on TV. (laughs) 
and everybody came up big. Aubrey Huff, uh, we were talking about situational things like not throwing to first. Mm-hmm. Um, Aubrey Huff bunted in that World Series, and I don't think he'd bunted in his career. And he wasn't a good bunter, but yeah. he wasn't afraid of it, and he put one down. Yeah. And that's all it required was a sack, and he did it. And yeah. that's, that's called playing baseball. Absolutely. Like, people always made fun of Panda Bear because he's so fat and mm-hmm. blows bubbles when he plays and stuff. But Panda Bear can ball. He didn't in 2010. He sucked so <laughs> sure. bad that yeah. he actually was written out of the World Series team. Against Philly, he choked so hard and he fell down, if you recall, at oh, one yeah. point on the pitch. He fell down and couldn't get back up. Uh, that they sat him and he didn't get to play in that World Series. And you think, oh my, because yeah. the other two World Series, he's like Babe Ruth. Um, and they ended up putting a, a um, uh, okay, now I'm, just running out of gas because my blood sugar's low. They ended up changing the whole infield round because of it. And that's how we won. Um, uh, 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 the one who beat you guys uh, mm-hmm. from the uh, Florida. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Martinez. Edgar. Uh, Edgar Martinez. Yeah. Was that his name? Yeah. Catcher? No, no. No, the, no he played sh- uh, shortstop for us. Okay. Game 5, 2010 World Series. Yeah, oh, all right. We're picking it up from there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And who played third uh, on that last team? He went to the Dodgers. I should have known. Rent Aria. Yeah, it was Rent Aria who <laughs> who destroyed you. Uh, Uribe. Jose Uribe. So yeah. Panda played so badly that they pulled him from third, and they moved Uribe to third, mm-hmm. and Rent Aria to short. And Rent Aria had been on the team for like three or four years, and was a gaudy big one of our giant 35 year old buys. We'd given him a zillion dollars and he'd choke the chickie for like three years. He was kind of the Alex Smith of the giants (laughs) and was not beloved on the team. People were really ready to trade him. Couldn't believe he was still on the roster because we hadn't used him. We'd had Uribe at short and, and Panda Bear at third. And Panda Bear was lighting it up. Then they put Renneria back in and he had a bloody crash in game five, which of course he had hit that got the hit in game seven before Yep. So he was a World Series star. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that was Bochi. The yeah. genius of putting Renneria back in and knowing he wasn't going to choke. And I'll give you an example of a reverse of that. In 97, we were in the play. We were 10 games back. Uh, 10 games left in the season. We were two games back. And we ended up winning the division. Um, we were playing a set against the Dodgers and I was there. This was a candlestick. And um, in those days we had, um, uh, Dusty was managing. We had a catcher named Brian Johnson. And uh, I can't remember who was starting, who got pulled. The Dodgers got the bases drunk in like the seventh. And we had a guy named Rod Beck, right? Mm-hmm. And Rod Beck was a great player. He he looked like he delivered a Coors. <laughs> sure. He had a mustache that was droopy. Yeah. When he went to the Cubs and then the minors, he, in, he had a trailer that he parked outside the minor league park and he drank beer. The gig was you could come and drink beer with Rodney Beck, uh, but you had to talk baseball. I saw him pitch with the Cubs too. Yeah. And his, his, his right arm would hang down and he'd swing it like yeah. this. And a, a day, two days before against Atlanta, he'd given up a tater to fucking blow the game. Right. He yeah. got lit up. And uh, we also had someone else, uh, Roberto Hernandez, I think who he had just traded for was heated up and ready to go. And so base is drunk and uh, the Dodgers haven't put a batter up yet. It's supposed to be whoever it is in the lineup, but surely he's not going to bat. Mm-hmm. And, um, Baker went out to the mound and Beck is wheezing and had nothing left, really. He was a mm-hmm. fastball pitcher, yeah, but yeah. he was kind of throwing on, you know, grit at that point. <laughs> sure. And uh, Baker left him in and he came back to the dugout. And Bill Russell, who's a very nice man and now mm-hmm. works with the umpires in the Major mm-hmm. League Baseball and was a very good shortstop. 
uh, and I have two more Bill Russell stories after this, <laughs> yes. um, was managing the Dodgers at that time. And Eddie Murray was on the team. Well, Eddie Murray was 37 years old. Eddie Murray. Had 525 homers or however many yeah. he had at that point. Switch hitter. So anybody, I can bid him against anybody. He's good from both sides. I'm going to run him up there. And whoever they had coming up was, I think, a middle infielder. And that's who I want in that position. I don't want Eddie Murray with mm-hmm. two down in the bases drunk. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. I want Edgar Renneria in game five. I want Edgar Renneria in game seven. As you recall against you guys, he hit yeah. a ball into right field in between first and second. That's Absolutely. all he did. That's all you needed. That's all you needed. Yep. A middle infielder. Ground ball with eyes. Exactly. I want to hit a 27 <laughs> hop fucking yep. single through the infield. Yep. A, a flare that just dies over the first baseman's head. Absolutely. I don't need anyone crashing the ball because if you hit the ball hard, that's an out. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's going to go at someone and fly balls are fucking horrible. With They're two terrible. outs, it's off. It's, it's off. the worst feeling. On the ground and hard. Put it on the ground, make them play Even the game. soft. Yeah, oh, yeah, a yeah. soft one back to the pitcher might yeah. fuck him up. Absolutely. So they pulled whoever that was and I can't remember it. Forgive my memory. This is 21 years ago. And, uh, and they put up Eddie Murray and he hit a fucking comebacker. Mm-hmm. And that was that. Brian Johnson came up in the 10th for us. He was a catcher on our team, hit a home run. And we won the next seven games and the Dodgers lost the next seven games. Yeah. And we won the division that year. And I thought, well, that was that. Russell needed an infield hit mm-hmm. to score a run and win that game. Yeah. And he went with, I'm going to put up a Hall of Fame slugger. <laughs> Because I got him. I yeah, got a Hall right. of Fame slugger. Exactly. But it's not Eddie Murray from 1990. No. And it's not Eddie Murray from 1983. No, it's Eddie Murray right now. Yeah. I mean, it just, it reminds it's, me of chess. I'm Alberto not. Gonzalez I, it, from, yes, I'm not like a, a big chess player or anything, but there's there's nothing in the rules of chess that say a pawn cannot take out a king. I don't know. It's, it, it, it's, if it's in the right position, it'll do it. Yeah. And sometimes when you're that small, you hit better because you're like, I got, I got to do this. As opposed to Eddie Murray, who's like, meh. Well, I mean, he did, I, he, I, I, you know, yeah, he tried. He swung but, hard on a pitch yeah. and he boom, right boom, back right to back. someone. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that. And I thought, you're 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 thinking he's going to hit a double off the wall. Mm-hmm. And he would have in 1983. Yep. He would have in 1987 or 89, <laughs> yeah. but he wasn't going to that day. Maybe even 1996. He's been sitting all day, <laughs> yeah. man. He's 37. Right. Yeah. He's been sitting in candlestick. Yeah. All afternoon. All afternoon. He wasn't warm. He didn't yeah. start that day. Did he even take BP? You right? don't know. No. And I, you know, having said that, I was at a game with my wife years before that when he played with the Dodgers and he came up in the first and hit a home run left-handed. And then he came up in the third and hit a home run right-handed and hardly anyone's ever done that in a game. And I, and my wife's like, is it always like this? I'm like, he's quite good. (laughs) (laughs) Cause at that point we were on the ropes, you know, like it was four innings in and like, okay, all right. right, Eddie Murray's just going to beat us up today. And that's that, (laughs) you know, but it is such, I mean, you were talking about momentum. Like it's, Completely predictable and unpredictable at the same time. It can I think stop that's what I love moment, about the game. Right. It can stop. You can be winning three games in a row. And mm-hmm. well, I think of the, was it the 96 Braves? They were playing that awesome Yankees team mm-hmm. and they won the first two games and Andrew Jones went bananas. Mm-hmm. And then the Yankees came back and just slaughtered them. Oh, yeah. And that was that. That was it. They didn't even show up again. Yeah. And it was really wild because they were fucking rolling yeah. the Yankees over. You win one more game and there's no way the Yankees win it. Right. They can't. Yeah. I mean, and talk about 2016 or basketball, like the whole 3-1 coming back from a 3-1 yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, that's just bonkers. Or even horribly. And I hate to bring this up because I hate that's to bring right. up Boston in any way. <laughs> Boston in 2004. Yeah. When they really did pull yeah. it right oh, yeah. out. But then when they got to the dance, they just stomped oh, St. Louis. They yeah. didn't look back. They didn't. 
have any. They yeah. had nothing but momentum at that <laughs> Absolutely, point. Yeah. And they were able to put out a, like a brilliant starter every day. Mm-hmm. Martinez showing who were their four stars. That was like crazy. Did they have Papelbon at that time? Yeah. And, uh, and the other guy, the big, tall, brown, brown-haired right-hander, his name escapes me. He pitched for a bunch of teams. Mm-hmm. And he was like a 17-game winner. Yeah. But every day they were running someone out there who was mm-hmm. like real fucking hard to hit. And, you know, St. Louis is a slugging team. Yeah. But then we go back to just pitching, beat, hitting. and Yeah. Situational hitting. Well. If you can't do it, you're not Ma- going to win a game. When Madison Bumgarner had a runner on third mm-hmm. and because of an error and two down. And I can't remember who was up for Kansas City. Oh, forgive me. In the 2014 dance, um, he threw one and the guy powdered it foul mm-hmm. because he was ready to tee off and he's, he's early on yeah. the pitch. And I was parked in a parking space in Hawaii with my <laughs> wife. We were watching the game in the room and she went, yeah. I'm starving. I have to eat. So yeah. we left the hotel and it got to the ninth and I parked at a Vista. We were looking at like Lanai or something, listening to it on the radio. Yeah. And um, I said, the next pitch is a high fastball to pop up. And then they go, Bumgarner delivers popped up. Sandoval's under it. Yeah. And then you know it's because that pitch was right over here. Oh, yeah. And he teed off hard on it. And Mm -hmm. he thought, I'm waiting for the next one. Yeah. And the next one came and it was letter high. Mm -hmm. And you just don't hit a home run on that pitch. Yeah, no, you don't. Not unless it's the 50s. (laughs) (laughs) A letter high fastball from Bumgarner and you're a right-handed batter. Boom, it went right to third base, just straight up in the air. And I thought, well, you know, Bumgarner was focused. He wasn't thinking about the guy in third at all. Mm -hmm. The first year that he pitched in the series in 2010, he won a game. He went like eight and a third innings. And after the game, mind you, he hadn't pitched. He came in halfway through the season. He was a kid. He was like 21 or 22. Yeah, I think he pitched in 10, 15 games. They started him in game three or whatever, or game four, and he won it. And (laughs) and after the game, they go, were you nervous? And he goes, hell no, I was in the state finals. (laughs) And you're like, that's who I want out there. Yeah, absolutely. I want someone who's blank. Absolutely. Just nothing. Just- you know, I'm not nervous, man. Do you yeah. pit- I, North Carolina, I pitched in the state finals. And you're like, oh, honey, <laughs> oh, wow. you're such a hayseed. Yeah, yeah. And then he what, chugs like five beers at once yeah. after the game and yeah. stuff. But, S- dude, saving rabbits from uh That's exactly who I wanted on the mound in 2014 in yeah. the last game because he's ice cold. The, so they that made a terrible error too. almost. They could have scored on it if you yeah. want to be argue Yost's call on that. But then you don't want to make the last out of the plate and all that shit. Sure, of course. But. Oh, I remember was that. Perez going to yeah, make a, right. a perfect throw to Crawford for a perfect relay to the plate? Was yeah. that going to happen? I don't know. I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, Bumgarner was just on fire like Hersheiser. Yeah. We did it with one pitcher and a pop gun, yeah. is uh, what Flannery said, because we pitched him in every game. Every game we won, he pitched in. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think that shoulder injury is going to... I don't Shake know. That was really, that killed us last year, it like really everything did. else. It just killed us. You know, that guy's supposed to pitch 200 innings yeah. and he's got to win 18 games. Otherwise, he's not Madison Bumgarner. Right. And maybe 21 games if we get on fire and yeah. score some runs or he hits a couple homers and saves a few games <laughs> right. for himself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to say he's going to be full again. Um, I, my hope is that he's Clemens during the middle years and mm-hmm. is a 15 game winner yeah. with a three ERA. Yeah. Uh, he might surprise me and come back and, you know, throw, be, have a 2.5. Yeah. And, 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 you know, power pitchers throw power. They, they strike out dudes, but they also get a lot of double plays. And absolutely. GIDP is the best thing you could possibly throw as a pitcher. 
and walks are the thing that will lose every fucking game for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing like a free pass. <laughs> when you see guys get a guy on and then they walk the next batter, I, oh, my heart just always, no, no, no. Yeah. Or your first runner on in the inning, you got, you know, your team's up and they get a guy on third. And like, you're like, okay. And then he just stays on third and you <laughs> yeah. watch everybody hit to the left side yeah. and then a strikeout and then a pop-up and then a comeback. And you're like, well, this blue, <laughs> could no one <laughs> drive the a, ball to right field? Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay back it's, a little bit. Just stay back a little bit. It's not that easy. I mean, when, when teams are playing good, God, who is it on our, you know, we have so many fruitopian players uh, on my favorite Giants teams, Hunter Pence and Sandoval and guys Mm -hmm. like that. That was the big difference between the 2002 team. The 2002 team was Jeff Ken and Barry Bonds calling each other names and having shoving matches. They really didn't care for each other. There wasn't a lot of unity. Um, I think about half that team was roiding as hard as humanly possible, uh, if not more. Mind you, the whole league was, so I'm not singling out the Giants. I always think Barry gets unfair unfairly singled out when it's been proven that everybody, was everybody running, was doing it, including the guy whose name I can't fucking think <laughs> of who played for the A's and then the Yankees. Uh, um, we know that A-Rod roided and yeah. everybody wanted A-Rod to be the big hero that replaced Barry. Right. And it's like, well, he's not, yeah. they're, they're all players and they all wanted to win. There was no rule against it. The owners colluded. Yeah. I don't go with that Keith Oberman thing of they're all big cheaters. I don't, I mean, it's, Everybody's cheating all the time. On yeah. so, you know, what I, so if everybody's cheating, it it's a game. So you che- people cheat at games. Everybody's trying to get an advantage. Who the Yankees were using Apple watches or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, I don't want them to do that, but it's happening. Right. So the I'm Yankees not gonna like, like. I mean, I'm not gonna. Barry Bonds is a great baseball player. Yeah. And you're gonna just throw him in the trash. But Mark McGuire is totally fine. Right, he gets to I come wonder back. What's, I wonder what's going on there. Everybody's given him his sort of redemption. Could it, could it be the melanin and I, I the wonder. lack of melanin in yeah. his skin? And you know, uh, the truth was, I don't think Bonds even thought about it until he saw McGuire and Sosa that year. Oh yeah, and because he had a Hall of Fame year in '97. I think he had like 40 homers and 100 mm-hmm. RBIs and probably hit close to 300. And went, I'm not getting in the newspaper this year. <laughs> yeah. I can't get right. on Sports Center, man. Yeah. These two guys have taken over. And he thought, well. I'll just juice up and I'll get big. Yeah. And then the next year from the age of 35 on, he hit 5 million home runs, Every including year. 73 one year. Yeah. And uh, so a friend of mine gave me a recording. I wasn't there. It was the last game of the season in 2001 and he hit 73 homers and they brought Willie Mays out after the game to give a tribute to Barry. Right. Cause Willie Mays mm-hmm. knew him since he was little Bobby, I think it passed by them. And Bobby was my other favorite player of all yeah. time. His father, who I watched when I was little, who was the next Willie Mays, but he really was the next Willie Mays, except he struck out, I think, 180 something, 187 times one year. He really did not lay off the ball. I mean, (laughs) the dude just couldn't lay off the ball. He swung at everything, but he had great speed. I'll be honest. And this is a, I don't know if this is heresy. He was a better outfielder than Barry and he was a better base runner than Barry, Mm. but he wasn't a better hitter than Barry. And he wasn't a better all around player than Barry. Barry was a a one man team. There's no question. Once he found himself after he, you know, but what, after about four years on the pirates, Mm -hmm. when he started to fucking really get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause his first three or four years, he hits like 240. Then the average starts to go up. And when the average starts to go up, then the walks start to go up. And then mm-hmm. you realize, then you're in Ted Williams ter- ter- territory. Oh, yeah. You lay Tony Gwynn territory yeah. where uh, I don't get out a lot. <laughs> right. So you got to yeah. figure something to do with me. You yeah. got to either put me on or if you're going to pitch me, you better be real fucking careful because <laughs> yeah. I drive in a hundred runs. Um, 
and I'm going to punish you at one point in the game. If you throw the ball over the plate, you're in trouble. And, um, but it took him a while to figure that out. Uh, I was at the first game in uh, the new park and to, Oh, so anyway, to finish that story, Willie Mays comes out and Willie Mays is a, a Frank gentleman from uh, outside of Birmingham. He's from a little crap town in Alabama. He had, his father was kind of itinerant. The mother wasn't existent. She fobbed him off on the aunts and the aunts taught him to play ball. And then he joined a ball club where he played with his dad. He was probably 14 or 15. And his dad was named Awesomely Cat or sometimes <laughs> Kitty Cat Maze. <laughs> well, I assume because of the delicacy of his sure. fielding. Absolutely. And uh, Willie got to play on that team. And uh, then he was golden. And everybody knew from high school on that this guy is the shit and he needs to be mentored. So he played for the Black Barons mm -hmm. and all the Black Barons looked after him. No chasing girls, no staying out, no drinking fucking hooch, no going, no gambling. Like all the players in the Negro mm -hmm. Leagues are pretty salty, right? Like they were adults and they knew they were never going to get to the big leagues because they were barred. Then Jackie came. Mm -hmm. So mind you, Mays is what? A teenager when Jackie gets in. So now three years later... Uh, as soon as Jackie gets in, yeah. possibility boom, he's signed. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he gets into the minor league system and uh, uh, gets to play ball. So people ask him why he didn't advocate more. And he's always like, I let my playing do the talking for mm -hmm. me. There's a famous instance when he's in the minors and they're in the South and he's getting called everything real bad. And he's a teen. Finally, the PA announcer comes on about the fifth inning and goes, will you let this boy play ball mm -hmm. and lay off him? He really did say it to the fans wow. and the fans shut up. And Mays was like, that's how I did it. Jackie advocated constantly and was a, a civil rights leader on the ball field mm -hmm. simply by being signed and Absolutely. who he was. And also an abstemious, non-smoking uh, Christian Republican, Republican <laughs> right winger yeah. who yeah. was married and had a child. Yeah. All those things were going for him. That's why he was chosen. Also, one thing they never talk about, and I'm coming back to this goddamn absolutely, Barry, absolutely. Barry story, uh, is that they is that he was a famous athlete in America. Mm -hmm. Jackie Robinson had played uh, for UCLA yeah. in a black backfield, which was unusual because there wasn't a lot of black backfields. Well, Pasadena is not fucking Alabama, right? So they were UCLA was willing to put <laughs> yeah. a couple of black guys out there, and. So he was known to the country as a star college athlete. He played basketball. He was a track star. Mm -hmm. Baseball was his, like, when? Yeah. Baseball was his fourth, maybe fifth sport. Like, mm -hmm. he, he could play. Yeah. Um, but that's where the opportunity came. He was playing semi-pro football in Hawaii <laughs> yeah. when he got the call, yeah. right? And uh, Ricky, had, Ricky had gone through stacks and stacks of fucking black players. And there were a million that were better than him. Satchel Page was the most famous and clearly would have been a drawing card of infinite proportions. Every white fan in America knew who Satchel Page was. And like Joe Lewis or Jesse Owens, mm -hmm. he was that famous, more famous maybe because he'd been around for 20 bloody years. Um, Mona Irvin, who played for Newark, um, was the absolute best hitter in the Negro Leagues. So if you followed Negro ball, you knew that Mona Irvin could come to the bigs in a second and do what he did, which was hit 40 homers and <laughs> right, yeah. drive in, lead the league in RBIs as soon as he got to play in the bigs. Um, but 
Ricky was looking for an officer and a gentleman type yep. and also not someone, and I, this is going to sound terrible, but I think it's the truth. Not someone from the rural South who was kind of literate, who didn't have a birth certificate. Mm-hmm. He was looking for someone raised in the fucking white world who'd been through white world school, who'd mm-hmm. played with white players, who'd been to white high school, white college, white army, where he'd been court-martialed oh, yeah. and all that. Uh, yep. I'm reading his autobiography right, right. now. So you know yeah, all these things I, yeah. that happened to yeah. him. Yeah, I know all these so things. He's like, he thought, I want someone who can play with white people who's not yeah. going to fucking freak out when there's a bunch of white people and is so strong that I'm going to tell him you can't fight back for like a couple of years mm-hmm. and he's going to do it, which he agreed to do. Yeah. Um, and Jackie, But then like also said, probably Republican. arguably sent him to an earlier, you know, I mean, he died in his what? 50s? 50s? Yeah. It killed him, just like the reserve yeah. clause killed Kurt Flood. I think this country's dealt oh, yeah. so many black ball players the biggest fucking hand of shit that could ever be dealt. Um, when did there start to be, like, other than John Newcomb in the 50s, um, black baseball pitchers that were stars? Finally, right. in the 60s and early 70s, there's a few. Mm-hmm. Now there's more. But they it's really, still not that many. They, because scouts people, don't let you play pitcher. No, and also the scouting system is completely different now like scouts don't go out they don't scout no they go to these you know whatever these conferences of baseball players and who can get to i mean andrew mccutcheon wrote a a wonderful piece about it like why there's no black baseball players anymore yeah or why the numbers are dwindling because it's all about access it's money and access to those i mean it requires a lot of equipment versus basketball um, if you're in a poor shoes and a ball. Yeah, yeah exactly and there's basketball why are there no black swimmers right Pres- Tennis precisely players. same thing golf yeah it's economics yeah economics and Racism. segregation yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah it's that's just extraordinary to me that people don't understand that the reason why there's no black baseball players is it's not interesting to the black community and they don't have access to being which is just not true chosen yeah uh, and it, it, i mean it is interesting it's just it's starved out so then it, yeah. you have to go to the things that are feeding you well, you know? if, if Jackie had been uh, alive now, uh, the NBA, I think. Oh, yeah. Or the NFL. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tony Gwynn. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember, he wasn't always fat. He was thin, <laughs> oh, thin yeah. at the beginning. He might have gone to the NBA. He, he made that personal decision and thought to himself, I'll play 20 years in the bigs. Yep. And I won't play. At the NFL, you play five, seven years. Yeah. Maybe t- t- and 10. And that kills you too. And you'll get your head knocked in. Yeah, you'll die <laughs> yeah and he yeah. was too short to be in the nba right. and it didn't have the discipline quite frankly to keep yeah, the weight sure. off yeah um so so Mays comes out after the game where he said 73 homers and we didn't win the division and uh he's so frank and outspoken he gets out and he goes uh barry told me he was gonna i told barry he wasn't going to do it but he did it and I thought that's the most awesome thing to yeah, say. Yeah. Then he goes, I remember when Barry was a little boy and Bobby's locker was next to mine. He would come up to me in the locker room and I would say to Barry, stop stealing my gum. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Not like I, you know, right. always remember, son, yeah. you'll have a great future. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, stop stealing, stop my, stealing gum. my gum. <laughs> oh, my God. See, that's what I love about baseball is just this constant. It's everything is intertwined and it's just on this timeline that's forever feeding itself that's what i love about so the, game. the 2007 all-star game i took my friend jay we're deep fans and i had i had season tickets then so uh, we went to the two which was in um san francisco it was one of barry's last ones and uh before the game maze so they bring a maze out in a pink convertible and they roll him around the field mm-hmm. and maze is pretty old then and barry always treated him like grandfather right like venerated and in this game was ken griffey jr this is 97, mm-hmm. uh, 2007 and Barry, both at the end of their illustrious. 
careers. And uh, Gr- uh, Griffey, strangely, at the end of his illustrious National League career, which <laughs> yeah. he has two completely separate careers, uh, and Mays comes over. And Mays doesn't know everybody, right? Like when Williams, they mm-hmm. brought Williams out. And Williams knew like three guys. That's why they had Gwen sit with him and shit, because he knew fucking <laughs> Gwen. Uh, she, you know, Mays would be like, hey, you, hey, kid, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he knew Griffey because he played against Griffey, uh, the dad. And he knew Barry quite well. Um, Barry signals Ken Griffey over. And these are millionaires. Right. At this point, they're both making literally hundreds of millions of dollars, 50 mm-hmm. million at least. And Mays takes off his jacket. And hands it to Griffey. And Griffey goes like this in front of all the ballplayers. <laughs> I got his jacket. And puts it on. And I remember watching this part before yeah. the game and going, these are millionaires. They're like seven years They're, old. Yeah. Ken Griffey was chuffed. Yeah. Because Mays went like this. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, and Griffey yeah. came running over and he fucking gave him. The, and I was like, yeah, the continuum. Yep. It's a beautiful game. It is. That's the part that I like. Yeah. That's what I like too, Greg. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, will you come back? No. Yes, of course I will. <laughs> and talk more when the season's actually happening. Because yes, I'd please. love to. Wow, this was a thank you. A tremendous thank chat. Thank you, Ray. Yeah. I mean, just wonderful. Greg, thank you so much. Where can people find you? On the internet, I know. Gregproofs.com, at Gregproofs on Twitter. I can't remember what I am on Instagram. Something sexy with Greg Proofs. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like and you that. just gave me, you gifted me your book. The oh, smartest yeah. book in the world. You can buy my book, The Smartest Book in the World. Yeah. I gave it to Rhea for two reasons. One, my ego is completely out of control. <laughs> and two, there's tons of baseball in it. So, oh, I can't wait. And lots of old-timey baseball, 1890s baseball, yeah. dead ball. There's, As my wife said when she read the book, I gave it to her to read before I submitted it. And she went, there's a lot of fucking baseball. <laughs> so that's why I gave it to you. Oh, man, I love anything with a lot of fucking baseball in it. Thank you, Betty. Thank you. I used to think that this was my town. What a stupid thing to think. I hear you biting off a brain down. I myself am on the brain. I used to want to be a real man. I don't know what that is. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.